Hey guys, it's Alfredo. And this is Brian. And this is Film Purgatory. So thank you guys so much for joining us this week. This week's a homage. Homage to uh, like a worldwide event. Yeah, yeah, for sure. International event. A very famous, beloved event. I love this event too. I'm not going to be a hypocrite because I don't claim to be a fan of football. The international football, not American football. Soccer for our American fan base. What's that? Ew. Uh, it's I, football. I don't, I don't claim to be a fan of it, so I'm not going to be a hypocrite and all of a sudden be a fan now that the World Cup is going on. I, I, I could watch it, but you know, I'm not religiously following it. Yeah, yeah. Like, something happens, like, oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I'm a huge fan. I watch. I love watching all the tournaments, uh, right. whether it be the you know, Copa America, Copa de Oro, World Cup. Any any tournament, the Euro, of course. I'm always, I'm always like locked in. Uh, high level soccer. Mm. I appreciate the passion from the fans because these aren't just clubs. Like it's not just the city where you're from, but it's a whole damn country. Mm-hmm. You know, so all the people that hate each other come together to root for this one team. All the, you know, it's kind of nice. It's like a nice unified event. Um, and it's really, really. I guess I, I guess I'm appreciative of how hard these players play. You know, they're very passionate. The fans are passionate. It's, it's a different vibe, in my opinion, from just like a club play. You know, going to an MLS game wouldn't be the same as going to USA versus Mexico or USA versus Canada. You know, something where you're representing a whole country. Right. I, don't know. I guess that's a feeling internally, but it feels good. You know, so when you get to root for not just your country, but a region like South America versus Europe. Like, all right, I'm going to go for whatever South American team. Or like an African team versus Europe. Like, nah, Europe always wins. Go, You know, I'm going to go for the underdog, for the team that hasn't won as much. So it's cool. It's nice to have, I guess, some sort of interest for teams that you normally don't care about. You know, you don't really hear about. It's like like Ghana, Senegal, you know, Morocco. For example, today I was so excited because Morocco beat, uh, they beat Canada. Belgium. Oh, no, Belgium. They beat Belgium 2-0. I, I was like, you know, Belgium has two of the best players in the world. Mm. So it was a huge upset. I was really happy. Like, all right, and then I'm like, well, I don't even care about Morocco, but it's, right. just, it's nice to see enough. I don't, I like going for that underdog in, in the World Cup. World's most popular sport. I don't know. Whenever, whenever you hear something like that, the World Cup is such a big thing. But like, you would think that maybe the Olympics would have a little bit more of importance to these countries because you're doing the same thing for your, for your country and you're getting a gold medal. But I guess the World Cup is a little bit more important. Yeah, it's a little bit, a little bit more important. People, people care more about soccer. Like at the end of the day, it's the world's most popular sport. Like for me personally, I don't care about the Olympics whatsoever. Even though soccer is a part of it, right? Like, I just don't care. You know, not all the teams play. It's not on the same level. Um, you have swimming and you have all these other. I don't know. Like it's, it's. I appreciate it and I respect it, but I won't watch. It's not fun for me. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's entertaining at all. Any, any sport in the Olympics, to be honest. I'm referring to Olympic soccer. Oh, Olympic soccer yeah, does. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, it's soccer not the same the either because there's yeah. certain players that aren't eligible, so it's not, it's not even the full team. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, I agree. Don't get me wrong. I wish, mm. I wish that all the all the players could go and it would be a full team. Trust me, I would watch it. But I was looking into that actually this this summer. Wasn't the Olympics just this summer? I don't care. You don't care. <laughs> well, like exactly. So you know, I remember looking into it during the last Olympics. And being like, damn, how come X and Y player is not going? How come, you know, yeah, I remember because also there was other tournaments going on. Or, no, sorry, I think it was 2021, but whatever. Like, I looked into that. And, yeah, it's just they don't really get all the all the players. Not enough teams are representing a certain region as opposed to the World Cup. You get a little more, more teams. Mm-hmm. So, it's just, it's a little different. I think uh, the Olympics can change that, but I don't think they want to. 
I think they genuinely are okay with the World Cup getting all the attention for soccer, and then they get the attention for everything else. Yes, it's whack. But because of this uh, global phenomenon that's happening on right now, we're going to be covering two soccer movies, or two football movies. Football for our international fan base. Should we refer to it as football? Try our best? Um, Let's be European for a little bit. No, because uh, England tied with U.S. So That's true. Soccer. Now we'll play, we'll play football. We'll do the football. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about Kicking and Screaming, a very popular American movie. There's not a lot of soccer movies. There isn't. This that's... has to be one of the most popular ones. Yeah, I was going to say, that's why when I, when I brought it up, I'm like, huh. Like, the only two that come to mind is, uh, you know, mainstream ones. And Bend It Like Beckham. Right. And or, and Kicking and Screaming. Although, I wouldn't even call Kicking, kicking and Screaming mainstream. I would say maybe just Will Ferrell is right. mainstream. But his, but out of all his movies, I feel like very few people remember this one. Well, uh, this is one of his favorite movies. Will Ferrell's favorite movies. Because his okay. son, his first, bo- his first son, was uh, born around this time. So oh, okay. It was That's a sentimental nice. favorite movie. Nice. Um, the other football movie. You see what I did there? I referred to soccer. <laughs> So the football movie we're going to be talking about is uh, Mean Machine. It's an uh, international movie. It's from the UK. And um, it's a very common plot. We'll get to that when we talk about it. <laughs> but um, let's start off with Kicking and Screaming. 2005, Kicking and Screaming is a comedy sport, comedy slash sport, directed by Jesse Dillon. You guys may remember Jesse from um, American Wedding 2003 and he also directed How High no shit yeah I guess uh, I like that that mix How High is a, a classic funny movie mm. so this guy is known for his comedy pretty scarce cast in this one Will Ferrell Robert Duvall plays the father the all time great Mike Ditka is in this one former Bears coach I thought you liked that yeah he was a beast <laughs> he's such a beast Kate Walsh. You guys know Kate. She was in uh, Grey's Anatomy. Who watches Grey's Anatomy? A lot of people. I would. I would like to hear from our fan base. If you watch Grey's Anatomy, hit Seek us up. Seek a therapist. Oh, <laughs> we said two different things. <laughs> but uh, what happened in this movie? This is pretty simple. I mean, this is just a, a guy, uh, Phil Weston, played by Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. He he's very he has a very I guess not I don't want to say not so healthy but like a, I guess not friendly relationship with his father. It's mm. always like walking on eggshells. Mm-hmm. The father's very competitive. He's a very successful little league. Is that what they call it? Soccer coach, a youth soccer coach. I'm not really sure if that's something you can boast about. You know, I'm a successful little league coach. What the <laughs> hell's that? Um, I don't remember the details. He might have been uh, really famous for other sports or in the movie, but but in, currently I guess he was just this coach and I guess he got into a debate with Phil so I guess through this argument Will sorry Phil played by Will Ferrell Phil decides I'm gonna challenge you dad you know and he goes and he becomes a coach at first they stink they're one of his sons sorry his son is which is also the the father's grandson he's on the team and he does have a good relationship with his grandfather but as the time goes there's the creates a bit of a I guess tension they're not so friendly between Phil and his father. His father's team is dominating, as they usually do. Right. They need something. They need a spark because they're terrible. You know, right. And Phil, throughout the throughout the time, finds these these two Italian kids. Yeah. 
if I remember correctly, he saw them outside of a of their their butcher shop is what they call it the the meat meat whatever the meat cleaver people right butcher shop yeah butcher shop yeah outside this butcher shop if I remember correctly you know with the bloody aprons playing soccer <laughs> and so he realizes I need to get these kids on my team fast forward he gets them on the team and they go from you know they go from the worst team to one of the best teams to being competitive against his father's team solely relying on these kids these, these Italian kids that's crazy. But what goes first, Alfredo? Mm. The meat comes first. <laughs> that was the, the line the grandfather had would tell the kids. Because even though he was Italian and in real life, any Italian would be happy that his kid is uh, having an amazing career. Right? Having have some sort of amazing skill set in soccer. In this movie, he, for whatever reason, doesn't care. And he's like, no, the meat comes first. The job comes first. The family business comes first. And as long as the meat is, is cut, as long as the job is done, they can go and play, practice, whatever. Mm. One thing about this movie is it was heavily focused on Will's character. It was a comedy, to be clear. It's not as it dramatic comedy, as we, yeah. that was, we're making it. But it was focused on his development, how he lost himself as a father and as a husband to really just hyper-focus on the team as a coach, winning, winning, winning. Losing his humanity, his fatherly love for the kid. and It was it created a a wall. What would you call it? It created like a... a friction. Like friction. friction, like a divide. Yeah. Between him, him and his family. Well, I mean, like uh, his father, Will Ferrell's father, or Phil's father, um, was very competitive. And that's really what, what kind of drove that wedge between him and, and his father. I'm talking about Will's, Will Ferrell's character. Yeah. And so... Um, he kind of inherited that uh, competitiveness and then he's coaching his son his son's team and his son isn't that uh, athletically gifted as any of the other kids so right. he's kind of has that same dynamic with his son and he, he notices that and that's the development that you're talking about yeah. you know, like he, he kind of realizes that hey listen I'm not my father I'm not going to do the same thing that I did or my father did to me so he's breaking that chain and um Oh, because the, the son wasn't playing. That's right. Exactly. That's why, yeah. you know, it's, it, it was it was really it was really tough because it was taking a toll on the family, like you correct, said. Correct, correct. Uh, of course, there was some funny moments. He became a, a coffee addict in a short amount of time. And I remember him buying, like, this huge espresso machine. Mm. And he, he had brought it with him to the games. It, it was really funny, you know, offering everybody coffee. And he was always jittery and like, oh, this is only my eighth cup. What are you talking about? You know, <laughs> it, it was just making fun of it. It was a lot of parody. And in the struggle of trying to beat his dad Mike Dicka somehow comes into the picture if I remember they, they think they met him uh, in public he goes out and kind of tries to befriend Mike Dicka but Mike Dicka's personality kind of transfers well over from his football days and he's kind of like yo you need to get out of my house <laughs> like, I, like, I don't like you he's very clear but uh, Phil is very persistent in that he needs his help his guidance his mentorship to beat Buck played by Robert Duvall hmm you know that Mike Dicka was paid 100% of the gross sales? I guess that was his fee for being on the in, in the movie. Who he played as a, almost as a, an assistant coach to Will Ferrell. Yeah. But uh, it was pretty clear that he was he was pretty hard to, to get through to. He was very uh, strong character, I guess. Yes. Which felt realistic. Yeah. It felt like, yeah, he's not even acting this. <laughs> he just doesn't like Will Ferrell. I don't know. It, it felt very realistic. It, many moments throughout the, the movie where they're at the games and, and Mike is watching Phil and his antics with the kids you know mm. he kicked the kid once I think in the, during the movie it was really funny 
he sent a parent to do laps and the, the guy's like <laughs> you know trying to do <laughs> it's so funny you know it's a funny movie I like this movie IMDb gave this a 5.6 out of 10 Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 41% that's ridiculous yeah I don't know I'm not really sure what'd you give this movie I give it like an 8 out of 10 8 out of 10 I just only because I really when I was a kid I remember laughing my ass off it was one of those movies that left an impression on me that was really funny hmm yeah, 5.6, I don't know. That sounds like some hater number. And I'm not even a fan of Will Ferrell, so I'm not even biased. That's true. Fubo TV. You can watch this movie on Fubo TV with a premium subscription. Actually, if you have YouTube and Apple TV and Philo, premium subscription. Very nice. Watch the movies. If you have any of those. Who has Philo? If you have Philo, contact us. We're here. We're here to assist you uh, through your journey of self-discovery. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just curious. I've never met anybody that has Philo. It's it's wild. How yes, is that? Some of these services, I think, are, are like very popular by region. Mm. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe Philo is very popular, like in Europe or in Asia. Who knows? I don't know. Where yeah. they? It's 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 football. Oh, it's football there. Nice. I see. Uh, the other movie we're going to be talking about is Mean Machine. It's a 2001 comedy slash drama. Uh, this movie was directed by... Oh, man, this is going to be hard. Gary Skolnick. Okay, no, it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. Skolnick. Skolnick. Nick. Okay. So, not a lot from Barry. This is his directorial debut, and he only has one episode on... A TV series called 10 Minute Tales. Random. So it looks like Barry was a, a one hit wonder. Nice. But Mean Machine, um, it has some notable names. It has a, a handful of notable names. Uh, Vinny Jones. Vinny was Juggernaut in X Men 3 Last Stand. I know Vinny, okay. Vinny Jones. Jason Statham. You know Jason Statham. He's in I this like movie Jason, as well. Yes. Danny Dyer. Sorry, Fredo. What what movie? What year did you say this movie was made? This movie was from two thousand one. Oh, so it's older. Okay, yeah, it's, it's it's a definitely older film. So this movie is often compared to The Longest Yard because it is literally the exact same thing, shit, except football's version, <laughs> not American football, international fo- football, international football. It's the exact same thing. Uh, Vinny Jones's character, his name is Danny. Danny Mahin, or Mehin, and uh, he used to be a soccer player uh, professionally, shaved some points, um, got dismissed from whatever league he was in, Premier League he was in, got in trouble with the law, and went to jail, started a football team, soccer, <laughs> and played against the guards, and they won. The exact same thing as huh. The Longest Yard, but this one came before Adam Sandler's version. Right. So this one is almost like a like a sandwich between the 1974 Burt Reynolds Longest Yard and the American 2000- Football <laughs> American Football and uh, the 2005 I believe Longest Yard from Adam Sandler. So this is right there in between, and um, I don't know this this movie. You wanna like it? I mean, if you're a football soccer uh, fan, then then you would enjoy it because there are some beautiful aspects of this game. Uh, Vinny Jones is actually a uh, used to be a professional athlete. He used to play for Wales. 
No shit. Yeah. Uh, even though he's English, uh, he played for Wales because of his grandfather. Yeah. He was from Wales. Uh, Jason Statham, as you guys know, he's an athlete as well. If I'm not mistaken, Jason Statham, he was a national diver. National diver? In the 1992 World Championship. Yeah, he's a national diver. The guy's... No kidding. The guy's gifted. Uh, aside from the fact that he's a, an expert martial art artist. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. The thing that really knocks this movie is the fact that it's, it's a remake. It's a remake, different version, but it's still a remake. I wouldn't say a shot for shot. Like I said, there are distinctive differences between um, actually all three movies. It's kind of like a, a threesome of movies here. Same plot. And that's what really hurts this movie. But you still kind of enjoy it because you get to enjoy some good soccer scenes. Football scenes. True. Yeah, no, I love, I love soccer. Football. <laughs> IMDb gave this a 6.4 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 34%. It's pretty low, you know. This is a... Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has been pretty critical. Uh, even though the, the fans, or the audience score, they gave it a 72%. So they seem to like this movie, I guess. They, uh, they can put aside the fact that it's a remake and enjoy the pure sport of... Of soccer, football, okay. in the in this movie, there's some pretty good scenes. I, I especially like the the final goal. I'm not gonna spoil it for you, even though you already know the ending. But it's a pretty satisfying scene. <laughs> uh, nothing like football, soccer. Mm. Um, I don't know. I really enjoy this movie. Uh, I give it, I give it a six, and that's just because it's a remake, man. Like you can't escape that. Pretty good, solid films. Soccer, not a lot of them. So if you're in the mood to watch some soccer or football films, definitely recommend these two to uh, pass the time in between your World Cup matches. I don't know. I don't know what you do. I mean, the World Cup matches, at least for us, are being played so early. It's like you're going to sleep through the first two for sure. Mm. Or, or you're going to be on the way to work while the second one's finishing because the first one starts at 5. A.M.? Yeah. No. Five to seven. Then the second one is uh, eight to ten. I'm good. Yeah. So for anybody who starts at eight, nine o'clock at work, like you kind of have to squeeze in some screen time, but mm. it's tough. Um, want to end this off with a good luck to USA. Mm. We tied the first two games, so we kind of have to win this third one. But we play the weakest in our division, our group, I should say, which is Iran. We play them Tuesday. Respect to Iran. Shout out to Iran. But. I'm going for USA. We winning. We winning on Tuesday. Let's get it. Let's get it. Um, Brian, have you seen anything that you want to talk about? Not anything. Uh, well, I saw. Sorry, I saw Black Adam. Nice. I know you saw it a few weeks ago. Yeah. I decided I wanted to rent it mm. on Vudu. They have it for rent and for purchase, actually. Mm. They also have Smile. I may take a look at that. Smile's good. Uh, Black Adam was a pretty cookie cutter superhero film. Definitely taking some advice i would say some notes mm. kind of like from like what's that dude's name mouse from the longest yard the little old man oh yeah what was his name what was his name mouse or mouse was it was nelly i don't know I have no idea. <laughs> that little old dude the little sneaky dude that he looks like randall from recess mm. you know taking notes and spying the snitch yeah they're doing that for the marvel movies clearly mm. learning a thing or two which is why they've had success fiscally mm. i'm sure uh, the fans are are happy I guess from what I've read, they're happy, but I also think it's the same fans that 
are really adamant fans of the MCU, so it could be they're just they're happy to get more of the same. Right. I don't know. Nothing special about Black Adam. Nothing different. Nothing original. Uh, the Rock was good as Black Adam. Uh, the CGI was great, which is something that you know DC had been criticized, especially with uh, non-Batman movies. Because right. Batman movies kind of get a pass. They're mm-hmm. kind of like the exception. But every other heroes, you know, we're talking about the second Wonder Woman movie was terrible. I love the first one, but even the first one had some criti- criticism with the CGI. But the CGI here was great. There were some scenes there with the lightning and the fighting and explosions that looked really good. That was, I guess, my biggest takeaway. I enjoyed the, the CGI. Hmm. Dialogue was a bit stale, however. It was, it was cringe for me, yeah. It was, no, it very, was very cheesy. Very cheesy. But, uh, you know, I, I gave my two cents about it. I ran out of change. No more change for me. I did go see Devotion, though. Um, like you, I'm a very big fan of uh, of Jets, fighter pilot movies. Uh, anything that has to do with... Dogfights. Dogfights. Uh, aerial movies where you have aerial acrobatics. I'm not sure. I-, I just enjoy that. It's very cool. Never get on that. You won't see me on any of that, but like, still, it looks cool. Watching it is very fun. Yeah. Very, very fun. Um, you should check out Midway. Mm. It's not purely a, an, uh, an aerial superiority movie or anything like that. There's naval involved and there's politics involved. But as a war movie as a whole, I think it's worth it. So this one is uh, a little bit more of a biopic. Um, and unfortunately, I think it focuses more on that. On the, the story of this guy. Oh, the character. The character. This is a World War II, correct? This uh, is post-World War II. This uh, movie follows Jesse Brown. So Jesse was uh, the first black aviator in the U.S. Navy history. Hmm. So it is, um, he focuses a little bit more on his life and his struggle. And that's all fine. That's great. You can do that. But I guess judging on the the trailers, I was expecting a little bit more, uh, I guess, jet scenes. Right. Fighting scenes, like some dog fighting in there. And it was not. It was just not there. I'd say you get 30 to 40 percent Wow. Uh, flight scenes. That's it. And it's not even that great, you know. And he kind of got the same thing with uh, Top Gun Maverick. But even then, those scenes, even like uh, practicing, they were good. They were better than what th- this one, Devotion, was offering. Yeah. It, it was fine. It. It was a drama at the end of the day. And when it comes to biopics, I can't really judge anything aside from the acting. And the acting was done well. Uh, this movie starred uh, Glenn Powell, who just so happened to be in Top Gun Maverick as well. Uh, Jonathan Majors. I found that funny. When uh, that Glenn Powell was in this, because I saw the trailer and I was right. like, that's the same dude from Maverick. What exactly, the yeah. What's the chances that he's in two uh, jet movies? Right. Pretty cool. Uh, Jonathan Majors, he's been in a lot recently. Yeah. He's got a lot of recognition. Yeah, that's good. I saw him in the trailer for uh, Creed 3. Mm, that's right. It's so weird. It's like, what the fuck? He looks built. He's huge. He looks built as hell. Yeah, no, he's huge. Jesus so, Christ. So he fits that role perfectly. I mean, I think he, I want to, I want to say that, you know, he, like, built himself up for that role. Well, see, that's what I'm expecting for superhero roles, you know? Because, like, he didn't look anything big. In uh, in Loki. In, in Loki, the show. Yeah, the show. Oh, I haven't seen Loki. Mm. He was in it. What did he like? What's his uh, what's his character? 
He was uh, the one who remained. That was uh, the name of his character. He who remains, or something nice. like that. Okay, Voldemort. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but um, you know, so he got built for Creed Three. That was cool. This one, he um, he was a star. Uh, so the acting was done well. It was done very well. It's just that I don't know. I was expecting a little bit more. Right, right. I was uh, a little bit misled. But that's not to say that it wasn't a bad movie or it was a bad movie. Uh, honestly, I'd give it like a six. It's just it's a little slow for me. Right, right. Again, that was just my expectation of it. That's fair. Hmm. Next week, guys. Next week. Going into the comedy. Comedy in the sense. Couple comedy. In, yeah, dealing with couples. Couple comedy action. Couple shenanigans. Couple couple comedy action. That was a good one. I like that one better. We're going to be covering Date Night and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. That's a classic one. Mr. and Mrs. Smith is beloved because yeah. they're really a couple. They were really a couple for so many years. And Man, that crashed and burned. Dude. Yeah. That was... <laughs> so they had... For so many years, they were together while filming this movie. So the chemistry was there. Mm. A lot of people like this movie. Mm. And uh, Date Night is a... Well, doesn't get much recognition. It's not a... Uh, blow you out of, the, out of the world, out of water type movie. Right. But I mean, we have Steve Carell, who's also funny in real life, and then Tina Fey, two two people, two characters, uh, people in Hollywood who are known for being really funny. Hmm. You also have Marky Mark Wahlberg. But that's gonna do it, guys. We really appreciate all the support and all the feedback. If you like today's episode or have ideas for future episodes, please get in contact with us. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Our username is Film Purgatory or Film Underscore Purgatory. And please remember to turn on all notifications on your streaming services so you know as soon as we drop the latest episode. Thanks again, guys, and we'll see you next week.